All right, welcome to Craft Imperial. This is the Viking. I am the Bourbon Cowboy. We sit here and discuss great cigars, great whiskey, and have a lot of fun with banter and discussing all these great cigars and bourbon. We'll sit here every week with you, enjoy this podcast, different cigars, different whiskey, all the banter, a lot of fun, a lot of nonsense, and... <laughs> That's what it's about. Thank you for joining Craft the Puro. Please enjoy this episode. Cheers. That on our all right, all right. No, now, no. Oh, okay. Now, if uh, this, oh, this kind of... Wait, hold on. Are we live? We're live, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Once again, I'm the Bourbon Cowboy, and we're in a complete discussion, you know, out there, like, living the dream, and all of a sudden, our podcast started. Well, we're doing that whole talking business and shit, and it starts to record. It's actually kind of fun. Uh, man, we've had a fun day so far, man. I mean, got up this morning, we did some stuff, and then uh, went and golfed. Uh, we did nine holes out at Ye Old Legends. Was good. Yeah, man. Some drives were good, some putts were good, some irons were good. And, uh, no, I don't know. Me and Mark are good golfers together. He's probably a little better than me. He's got a little soft touch on his irons. I'm working on it, but, uh, we always within a stroke or two of each other, but man, we're getting it. It was a good day. It was a sweater. I mean, we sweat the whole way. It was the, like it was the, hot, boy. the yeah, temp was hot. wasn't too bad, but it's just hot. It's just like swampy out there. Well, you can cut it you with a knife. When you're looking at the weather, it's going to be overcast and cloudy all day. And then you get out there and you got to go buy a fucking hat because your bald ass head is frying. I know you're not there yet. You got a lovely locks of hair on your head, but yeah, you know. It burns and stuff. So, uh, some of the stuff we were discussing, we're actually uh, kind of excited about. Um, so we've got, I'll let him talk about the, the bourbons that we're doing on the podcast, because they're kind of cool. But uh, but we're smoking, what we're gonna do is we're gonna crack open. Tatuaje just released one of the coolest rarities that they're gonna do, a single runoff. Uh, the Fausto, the old man, which is the Lancero edition. And the C, the Sui Lebra, which is three Lancero Faustos woven together into what is the vintage Taino's old Bahike style Sui Lebra. So we're going to cut this thing apart and pull it apart and smoke it. And I'll talk about the little like old school tribal mythical shit about Sui Lebras and we'll see how it plays out. Um, you know what's funny? If you ask me to just repeat what you said, I don't know if I could do it in a half an hour. If I could repeat everything you just said, well, how did you learn? It awesome. You it learned Tatuaje awesome. in two years, so we're good. Well, <laughs> fair. I don't know if it's two years. Maybe you know, like three weeks. Fourteen months. What? Oh yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah, three weeks. <laughs> yeah, three weeks. I was like Tatuaje. Titty to hoo hoo. Tatuaje. Anyway, we got it down now. Well, yeah, so we're going to have this crazy-ass cool Fausto, and then we are coming up on doing another bourbon event where we're going to, we're going to, out at Legends, we're going to do a, a Manhattan and, and probably pick a rye. And it made me think this morning, we haven't done any of our, me and Mark have a small little collection, of, and we're not big whistle pick guys, but there is 
a few that we've had and, and he has given to me. So this first one that we got going down is a whistle pig straight barrel rye, aged 10 years. This one is out there 115.2 and um, this is a total line uh, barrel pick. And it says here, which I kind of love the fact of this because sometimes these bottles don't show the year and it, it, it kind of drives me crazy. But anyway, this one was from 2019. So this would have been 11. So yeah, we're right there, you know, late November. Um, and it was pretty good as I remember. We're gonna get ready to do that. And then we got another one I'll talk about in a bit, but we're gonna fire up the Nakawaka. Sui Lebra. Sui Elebro. Actually, you were almost there. Sui. Sui. Lebra. Lebra. Sui Lebra. Sui Lebra. Hey. Ladies and gentlemen, you heard it first on Craft and Bureau. And the sun just came out. The Bourbon Sui Cowboy Lebra. just rose the sun through the clouds. <laughs> the heat has risen. The he's Bourbon said, Cowboy. And he's saying it more. He's there. And Fausto. So I, 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 I pulled these apart. I did a little unbinding video for the Patreon. Oh, nice. Uh, which one do you want? Uh, I'll take this funky badass. Look at that. All right, which one should I have? Yeah, I'll look this thing. I don't know. I like the curve of this one. It looks like uh, God, my uh, noodles. Smell freaking good though. Yeah, I'm gonna set this guy back in the box there. Just kind of let it sit back in that cedar. I'm gonna take a photo box. Yeah, it's like some of the fun stuff, like <laughs> on these these sui labors, right? Or kiwi labors, however anybody wants to say it to you. A lot of Sometimes, now, I shouldn't say, because you don't see these often. Not many companies attempt to do these, and when they do, the price on these things gets astronomically high. I mean, it goes through the roof. You'll be talking 100 200 300 sometimes $1,000 per box, and a box has one technical cigar, one sweet labor in it, which is three cigars bound together. Um, but I have seen people actually open these and go, something's wrong with it because the way it looks. And I'm like, what you have to understand is when the wrappers and everything were still moist on this, they kind of mushed them together. Well, I'm just saying, tied in on them, hooked up in a bag of like um, jerky, right? Cause yeah, like, you'd bite one. Of jerky. Yeah, you'd bite one. You'd probably bite yeah, one. Yeah, you might just bite right into one of these bad boys. Yeah. Yeah, I would because that's a know. very possible grab and bite. But they kind of look. I mean, you stuck these in a bag of jerky. Well, would, now that you say that, I mean, they look just like a fucking like a. Uh, Old, old boy jerky stick. Anyway, let's just hope they smoke like bad daddies. Let's right, hope they do. Like yeah, let's cut these fuckers and do this. So they have a, they have, again, they have a cap on the cigar just like any other regular Lancero would. There are probably more Cazadores, I'd say, on this, maybe. Um, and a foot. About, uh, size. Like girth wise? Yeah. Well, I mean, if you take the, if you take yeah, the Lancero. I mean, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's, I mean, that's that cigar. Right. You know? I mean, trying to find a line that'll line up, but. Now, with this twisty, turny, almost like, you know, these, you know, these are like really twisty, turny. Ash battle? Does that affect the, um, the draw? I don't know. I'm actually curious to see myself. Now, if you remember, there was one night of us indulging in our libations. We had one of these. That the Mad Russian popped out yeah, the okay. Black Label Trading Company one and we smoked on them. And that's when I talked about 
<laughs> Shall we die? That's when I had talked about the old Tino's myth, you know, the original proprietors of tobacco. They say, well, the Sui Labor, when you pair it with three people, it doesn't matter how fast you want to smoke it or how much you want to smoke it, every single one will burn at the exact same speed. That's the little, little mythical portion on these guys, which should be fun. Personally, this shits out of something like Willy Wonka, man, but... It's like some little guy in the woods who you go out to his place and he lives like in a hobbit hole. And he's like, boy, I gotta smoke for you, fucker. This is my uh, root tatuaje. Right. Special edition. Would you like to suck the root of life? I mean, it's smoking fine. It's pulling perfect. Yeah, and it's really potent. I mean, it's got a It's good. a little stout, right? Yeah. And you know, you don't normally judge a cigar off the first initial, but I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of spice and heat right up front well, on this. Probably getting. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of flavor right off the bat. Yeah, for sure. That's real put but together. You know something? I was. You got this. Uh, shout this out to me the other day. And I, I mean, this package is going for like 35 bucks. Yeah. And when you think about it, there's actually four cigars in there. So, I mean, you're still under $10 uh, uh, a spot there, which is not really bad for something really exclusive, you know? That's not a bad price point. Yeah, no, I agree. Getting this thing and actually having it. But I think it's going to be funny, too, because I think a lot of people, when they look at that price point, they're going to be like, oh, my God, I get two cigars for $36. You know what I mean? But they're not gonna they're not gonna completely understand what they have in their hands. You know? Yeah, I hear you. Yo, well now that we're into these uh crazy ass Faustos, I'm gonna go ahead. He's uh hooking up a dog or something, but we're gonna get going on this whistle pig tin. And it's smelling warm and hot. Wow. Yeah, that's actually much better than I just had my first um, chew on this whistle pig then. All right. And uh, is this me here? Yeah. Thank you. It's like, and it's a little warmer day, and uh, I think this has been sitting in the car. So it's probably a little, warmer. A little hot. And I, I don't mean like super hot, but I'm just saying, but the initial through was really a beautiful bomb. And I had Borai at lunch. And then down the throat, it was like an inferno. Yeah, <laughs> it's definitely, uh, not that like the proof is crazy hot, but it's like warm soup on your pad. You know what I mean? Like it's a little, well, it's like, it's not like we're sitting in there, we've been in air conditioning for an hour and we're like got a cover on us and we try a little of this warm whiskey. Oh, natural. Is uh, pretty stout, and uh, but I 
I was thinking it was going to be even a little more hot than what it is, but it's not bad. But I'm seeing going down the old throat. I mean, that was a little... Yeah. But in my mouth as I was chewing it and get some air in it, that is really good. Yeah, it's um, it's not bad at all. I like it. It's just that I think the initial pull on it is like, holy shit, bro, that's hot. No, man, that's great. That's fantastic. Man, you are just fire, buddy. Yeah. Go down. And he smells like he's got all kinds of good little smells on him. He's got all his Probably perfume all on and shit. Varmint. Yeah. And they made all the vermin like, um, you know, like mosquito, heartworm, all that. Shit. Yeah. Put a nice he got. On it. She got all of her medicine. She got a cool bandana on and shit. She just wants to be outside. That's all right, baby. Yeah, she wants to be with yeah. the guys. What's going on? I know. Ain't nothing oh. wrong with that, right? What? There's little bits. Uh, yeah, she she little bits is like, come on, man. What about me? I'm like, yeah, but if like a coyote were to walk up here, you would jump in its mouth. And she's like, yeah, I kick his ass from the inside out. I mean, she went and she went and attacked it. Oh, I got coyotes here every night. I got deer. I got deer that walk up here and rub up on the damn palms. Oh, you should have. You'll have deer up here every night. Shit, little little piles of brick pellets. Those uh, little beautiful piles of tar. All the time. I'm down with the bears, bro. The deer just went by right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what do you know? Deer whisperer. Um. Get a powder blue suit for my deer. <laughs> we didn't get an invite either. He doesn't have. Got my little deer. Anyway. Um, well, thanks for, you know, me and him always just kind of scramble from the hip on our podcast deciding what we're doing. Yeah, but, we golfed today, and, like, I know we had some things, but I was like, dude, you haven't been over here. It kind of reflected, like, this weekend we got to hang out. Like, the whole family's got together. We were over at the Cowboys spot. We had awesome food, great music. Actually ended up being a pretty good baseball game. Cardinals lost, but it was a good game. They come back. It was an exciting game. Come back just enough. Exactly. Come back one run to lose. When you go through an entire batting order and score on every batter <laughs> and you can't get one more. It's like Boston coming back just at the seventh. Uh, and just losing by one score. You see them on the Islanders? Are down five. No, they're down three two, bro. They're out. Oh, they're so out. Lost the other night. Yeah, they're I was out. Watch them. I didn't finish. Islanders were five one. They came back, and put three more goals I up. Go Islanders, man. Though, dude, there. Where, where's the? Them uh, boys are the Avalanche and the. Uh, uh, the was Golden Knights tied Golden. the Avalanche. Yeah, Vegas tied tied Colorado. Well, it just goes to show you, man. It's a fucking tight ass race with these guys. I mean, it's <laughs> it's hard to not be a Vegas fan, right? Like you gotta root for them. They're the mutt team. They literally the team was put together by a lottery of drafts, which got them into the Stanley Cup the first year. Do you remember you and I talking about this? That yeah. year they did their draft. I was in Vegas. I put a hundred dollars that they would make the playoffs. Right? They make the playoffs their first year in existence. I could have walked away with I think it was like eleven hundred bucks. Right? They were like sixteen to one. They make it to the stand or they win the Stanley Cup. 
I went, okay, and bet it. Make the Stanley Cup, they lose, right? It's almost like when, uh, you know, my mother-in-law was in Vegas uh, a few months ago in the Amanda Nunes fight, right? I told her, she was like, what are we betting? I was like, we're putting $100 if she wins by a knockout first round, this and that, right? That fight comes on, Nunes goes out there, hits that girl in the face. That girl didn't want any more of it. It was over. She's falling to the ground, Nunes is beating on her. I'm all jazzed up, Mahini is sitting right here. As soon as that girl on the bottom put her arm up, I went, shit. She goes, what? I'm like, she's giving up to an arm bar. Girl takes the arm bar. I think, I, I did have to ask Linda, but I think we ended up winning like, I don't know, five bucks. like a, a wrestling move? The UFC, an well, an arm bar, yeah, yeah. Um, but all she had to do is keep beating on her. We'd have won out. I don't, I don't even remember what the entire prize pool was, but it was, because it was such an off the wall bet. We picked type of finish, round of finish, and, and winning decision type of finish. So it's almost like you picking the, in boxing, picking the round in which the fight will end, who will receive the knockout, yada, yada, yada. You pick it on the point, the differential is so different. But what I was getting at through that whole weird thing is I was like, hey, we're out, we're right here by the house, we got the girls, we're coming back here. I was like, why don't we drop in here and maybe have a thing go well, down? The only reason, you know? and just when we don't have a substantial uh, place where we're gonna sink uh, some of our cigars in or whatever right now with our crazy schedules, we've been going to the Agua Farm because it's got agua. But it has agua. Up. Yeah, let's yeah. do something over here for a while, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. Everything looks great. It's got, uh, we got Saad out here and he's got his tropicals all lit up. But we were just talking about it. His place backs up to the woods, so he's got coyotes, deers, and it seems like there's been a lot of bear on the frickin' I'm I'm all about bear, though. I don't see why everyone gets freaked out, because it's black bear, man. Black bear are herbivores, dude. They don't, they don't even, like, the only time they kill anything is they step on it. The like, only thing you <laughs> don't want here is all those things we discussed are fine. The armadillos, those are the only damn things you do not Bro. Because they are a pain. Well, those ass. do those do armadillos still carry? I say like you did armadillos. Armadillos still carry that germ that infects leprosy. Yeah. Or is that long gone? Yeah. Is they still have that? So yeah, if they're dead on the road and your dog goes over and starts eating on it, it ain't good. The animal can get leprosy. Yeah, a lot yeah. of those dogs down at St. James that have been eating on them die. They just crawl up in the woods and die after they ate a roadkill. But man, the thing you don't want about that is is you they'll dig the fuck out of your yard they'll be out here rooting every night and just destroy your roots and your sod and everything as well as we got feral pigs coming up we just do we really hell yes yeah see that's what you should be worried about so you i don't know you ever been around a feral pig yeah so feral pig oh yeah you've got to have them out the farm yeah um well i've been around Two, three hundred pound pigs that have gotten loose from my next door. Oh, that's neighbors. true, yeah. And they've rooted um, shit up. And the thing where people make mistakes on feral pigs, no, and they're not. And if they husk out, if they actually grow their, their, catch they, by a leg and flip they'll hook you up. They'll hook you up in there and catch that, that artery. You'll bleed out in minutes, man. Like, I mean, they'll, they'll tear you apart. But they're coming north. I don't know what we're going to do to stop them. But, and then the other thing, while we're on the point, and then we'll jump the fuck off of this, is I got these invasive. Those honeysuckles? Yeah, I got them right over here. I've yeah. seen them all through Missouri because we do trails, you do trails, you see them mm -hmm. in the woods. 
They cut them out, trying to They taste fantastic. If you get one that blooms, you can grab the flower and drink the sugar out of it. But they haven't been down there. Now they're right on my doorstep on my, uh, I got a hundred acres down there and they're right on the, the drive. Oh, they're on the fence line right there, aren't they? Right. Yeah. It's like, damn. When they get back in there, it's just going to be shit. Well, it was funny when the uh, the sod guy was here, and, and shout out to that that company, that crew. Those guys were fucking amazing. Um, but there's this little spot over here that's been kind of ate up from... It's the area when they when they put all the, the, the lining and piping and stuff underground, you know? That's where it was dug up. And, uh, we, were, you know, the topic had come up about maybe laying sod right there. He came over and he went, you see all that honeysuckle? He goes, if you put that sod down, that honeysuckle will eat that grass before it even has a chance to root. He goes, you'll just have dead grass in a mud field. Like that shit's gonna eat it apart. That's like, I'm a huge fan of bamboo. Like I love bamboo, but you gotta be very careful where you place bamboo. Because bamboo is a carnivorous plant. It eats, it literally, it's roots. It doesn't root to the ground. Bamboo roots to what's around it. It leaches everything. You know, to be, rude, to, well, to be rude to my neighbor, I thought about lining the property line with it, but that was frowned upon. Well, it just will keep on coming, man. It's got no boundaries. It Not at all. Go. Yeah. It's crazy. No, but I don't see... Well, there it is right there. I just look, yeah. Well... No, it's not bad there. It's over here on this. If you if you go over here down by the hot tub and look around that corner, you can see the vines of it just blowing up over the trees. Down over in there, uh, he uh, he cleaned all that out. Uh, took all so the trees just out. So a grading exercise. Yeah, and then he's gonna he's irrigating and laying sod. Did I said that right, irrigating, putting irrigation yeah. in and then laying sod. Um, I'm the irrigator in my house right now. Are you? Well, until we get everything established and what. Are you you got are you gonna run irrigation? I don't know. No. We'll just see. I mean, right, the whole yard is pretty used to everything at this point. Right. And around the pool, um, we've got it, it was just really worked out good. So we'll just see. If I need to, I'll put it in. After everything is in. I mean, they don't have to tear much shit up anymore. It's not mm. that bad. No, it was amazing. Those guys came out here. They came out here literally with a, uh, a ditch witch. Is that what that equipment's called? A ditch witch. And they literally, they cut into the, now granted, there was no grass or anything, right? You saw how this used to look. They cut something like a inch and a half, two inch hole, laid a line in it. And then of course they had to walk up and attach the electrical and all that jazz, but wiring and everything was just kind of cut down and laid in. It was really unique. This cigar is smoking fantastic. Yeah, there's a lot of any flavors out yet, but I'm just saying it is smoking for being a, you know, like a little. I, I feel like I'm smoking a cigar that, like, um, the Hobbit would give me. And what's his? What, what's the a Gandalf? We'd all be sitting. Around <laughs> Lord Gandalf, of the Rings, yeah. And he would be handing these out. But man, it is smoking really good. Um, so I want to say this, um, you want to make sure you're a little right. So Tatuaje has done the old man in the sea before, but he did it back in 2012. I'm sorry, 2000. Yeah, 2012 and used the Tatuaje black label line to do it. Now this time has the Fausto and the Fausto's got that Ecuador Habano Maduro, which is that hybrid wrapper. So it's a Habano Maduro wrapper. And then Nicaraguan binders and fillers, right? The Fausto. We all, we everyone. 
And we have talked about yeah, this before. It's another chocolate coffee. Yeah, I think the, the Fausto is like the, the hidden secret. Every, everyone knows La Maison from La Atierre Tatouage, but the Fausto kind of gets past the side a lot on Tatouage because everybody's after the Cabaguans, the Monsters, Red Label, Brown Label, White Label, Siri P now, and these get kind of tossed to the side. But Fausto's are fucking amazing. That Robusto on the Fausto. That's what I'm saying. It's a very similar line. Oh, hands down. Yeah, I'm agreeing with you. I just said a lot more words. Yeah. Um, but uh, shout out to, uh, you know, Lit Cigar Lounge. Um, they got these in. Snyder's ordered these and uh, were very kind enough to allow us to hook these up and purchase these um, before all the hounds got to them. So. This is pretty sweet. This would be fun to, uh, not that I'm one of those long ash guys, but if you could get that windy Willy Wonka style Alice in Wonderland ash at the end of this. Like a spring? Yeah, almost like a kind of like a almost question mark, you know? I mean, if they're rolled to perfection, which it just seems like these are. Cause that's, that would be my only concern with them is like the draw, but I mean, the fucking draw's been fantastic. Well, lost my ass. Well, you're still learning. Cause I, I kind of <laughs> figured was just still about learning. right. Cause I was like, oh, for a twisty turn. Nope, still learning. I better just get it, boom, ah, drop right off. And then, you know, you drop yours. I'm like, well, eh, yeah, guys, still learning. So now this is, uh, I think, actually come down to temperature. I think it was hotter from sitting in the vehicle, actually. Well, try it, because I, now, I would say this. I chew, I put a lot of air up in my mouth, and it's delicious. But <laughs> it is a flavor freaking bomb. Do you see why, like, and I'll grab the 12, I'll, we'll do the 12 year because that's the one I told you is my hands down favorite. This is what my wife drinks. Like, this is the stuff that Wyatt puts in a glass and just she'll hang out and drink the whiskey with us. Like, how to shit you not. And um, we should skip the, well, we should have the 10 on, we already got it. Yeah. Bring that 12. But we'll go to the 12. I just want to do the two different 10s from different years off each other and then do the 12. But, like, I'm not hip on, you know, we, we've done that. We've tried a lot of the Boss Hogs and, you know, I've had 18-year whistle pig both ways because I told you the decanter they, they gave with the bottle, the actual O-rings are too small so the decanter doesn't seal it. Right. So when you leave it open that way, it oxidizes and I think it tastes like cucumbers. It's actually really bad. I had it at uh, Fleming's one night, um, steakhouse here in St. Louis. And uh, that's why uh, it's, I mean, you can, like when you start seeing shit floating in it, it's not sealed, right? But then I had it Especially with, with if just, it's non, it's, if it's not filtered. Then I had the regular just cork in it and it's a really spicy rye. Like it's a really spicy rye, you know? Um, I had 15 year rye, uh, whistle pig rye in Scottsdale. It was good, you know what I mean? But you were looking at like $55 a pour, right? I had one. Uh, but then when I sat back down, I was like, okay, I've got, had some McCallans one night, had a couple boogers one night, and then it was like, wow, you got you got 12-year-old style whistle pig for $12 a, a pour. Well, that's gonna be the drink for the night, you know what I mean? It's a better quality of whiskey, in my opinion. Well, we value your opinion. Oh, thank you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, golf was fun today. We each had some really good shots. We both parred the first hole. Like, 
damn. It seems like we really know what we're doing, and then little did we know. No. It went downhill from there, yeah, but whatever. But listen, at least we're- Today was really funny. I had my drive on all day, and my irons are pissing me off. Your drive was shit all day, and your irons were clicking. <laughs> yeah, go figure. But I will say this, my putting was on. I tried a new putter. I can't tell you which one I, I was trying. I was demoing it. And I really like the feel of that. Um, I don't know, I'm willing to have another putter. I only have one I've been using forever. I mean, I've never bought any clubs except my driver. Um, and I'm ready to get some new clubs, but... Yeah, he's just like... Oh, down, shit. That, oh, shit. Yeah, but my putting was not bad today either. It was very good. I, yeah. I had some good, what would you say, 36 to 40-something putts, and I had a couple long ones that rolled the edge. Well, yeah, and then they... Rolled the edge, or at least 60 feet out. Yeah, and then you, had, you your long ones especially, you had some really good, like... Well, shit, Mom did the same thing. She would set her ball out on the fringe of the green, 30, 40, 50 feet from the hole, send the ball up there, and it would be like yours. It, you'd have like a two-inch differential left or right, and it was just too strong or it caught a hill or some shit and cruised another 16 feet past it. What? Everything with me and you is just, we've got the power. It's just our swing getting it consistent. And I think for me and you both, when I see the guys who are consistent, uh, especially early on, is they've got their swing. I'm not able to control the power in my swing yet, right? Like, you've got oh, a really I don't. strong swing. Uh, I've got a strong, yeah. And it's hard for me to slow it down and drive through it. And I think I've been getting some results out of my iron because I've been able to do it a little bit. Yeah, I don't know how to. I don't know how to do much of that. That's and maybe it's the eye on the ball, and I'm trying. But hell, we're. I'm still only one, two, three, four, five games in this season. Yeah. And the other thing is, is me and Matt were talking. Is like you know these guys that go out and do these golf tournaments. Before they go out and even start a golf game, they're probably on the driving range for at least an hour. Two. And and their shots in and start cold turkey. If if their tournament starts Thursday or their tournament's on Saturday, they played 36 holes that week at that course. That's how those guys do that. When they go out there and and so that on top of that, turkey. we cruise in, strap the glove on, grab the club with the ball in. That that's a good stretch so and I crush think it. Next time me and you together do a nine, we should get there an hour early over to the driving range. Well, we should play, do an hour of the range and play 18. And see how, see how you, see how your, how your stuff fades towards the, towards the end. But I think we should at least dial in our stroke before we hit the course, but whatever. Yeah, but we'll I had some there. fun stuff there. I mean, on that, how I got to my par on, on the first hole was, you know, hit the fade that my ball has, right? That slice came back kind of got into the stuff and I'm sitting there talking with moms and uh, I'm like, you know, I'm kind of out there. I grabbed my three iron and I have never in my life, every time I've used that three iron, I've, I've towed it or I've healed it. And I've, I've hit it with a three iron, the ball's gone between my legs behind me. 
I right? my three a lot. I hit it, I hit it, and that sent it clean. That's that shot that landed up into the sand, and I chipped it up from the sand. You know, and then on the third hole, um, when I was out in the woods, I had to come through those trees, hit that three iron, and sent it clean through that path of trees and well, set cool it up. Think about that when you're thinking about I know we're talking about golf a little bit, but Legends has got a lot of traps, a lot of sand. And some of these, like, what you're going to play sometime this summer is we'll, we'll do St. James. Not a lot of traps. So you're right up in there, and you can play through the, the fairways. The trees are all open. Well, right? that's what I like about Spirit. Have you ever played Spirit? No. Oh, uh, we'll go play we Spirit. That, that. Spirit, literally. So there's, on the 18, right, there are four holes where the greens connect. So eight eight holes share the same green. Right? Four, two, right. yeah, so eight holes share the same green. you're your mishaps, you can play through the fairways. There is not, unless you literally, I mean literally, unless you shank a ball way right, I mean like linear light or linear left, you're not in the trees or in the, and that course is fun for someone like me and probably you, because like the par fives are 400. Mom, you peeing up there? What are you doing? Watering your plants or? Why? Don't do that. She waters like my wife. Oh, they get soaked every morning. You don't. Um, I water all this, all this every morning. You gotta, you gotta get a bucket, like water them with like a rain. Dude, I have a hose. You, I have a, no, no, no. I have a hose right there with a rain feature that waters all yeah, these yeah, every yeah. morning. Yeah. Yeah. Not even put some rocks in your uh, um but the cool thing about spear is like the par fives are like 420 yards you know what i mean so it feels kind of good because you could par a five or you could birdie a five you know at 400 we were talking about there were par sixes would be all right <laughs> you know pull a couple hundred yards on a par five and play it out you know but that's fun that's a fun course to play Well, getting ready to suck down the, the last bit of my single barrel rye whistle pig ten year. Yeah, and then we're gonna go. Um, we're gonna go to a two year younger ten year single barrel rye from Whistle Pig. This is at one twelve point two proof. This is the two thousand eighteen Edge Wild Edition One Edge Wild Restaurant and Winery here in uh, Chesterfield. Um, and this is actually one of the last barrel picks that was ever done with Dave Pickroll before he passed away. So this one's a pretty cool bottle. Well, I'm interested to do that 12. Yeah, well, let me grab that. So we have it backed up. And then, if you could, my sir. Yeah. Bring us some ice waters, because I'm, I'm not a big water guy, but today, of course. I have a little water, ice water. Of course. Well, listen, I hope everything's good in your guys' world. Um, it's like the first week of humidity. We've had some hot days here in Missouri, especially St. Louis, but this is the first day or two that I have felt like the Missouri steam is on a little bit. I mean, even the 80s, you know as well as I do, if the humidity's low, it's drop dead gorgeous. You don't even feel the 80s, but when that, I mean, even in the mid 70s, man, when the humidity's on, it's like cutting it with a knife. 
and this is like one of these but the clouds have been rolling in and out there's been a fair amount of breeze so it's not bad usually we get that around you know by the end of june or first end of july up through august um the humidity is bad but uh we worked through it but it was a sweat-a-thon even through nine holes um anyway well my siggy my cigari um is doing really good i again i am amazed um I don't know how long these things are, but I would bet if you measured them, they're like one, two, three, four, five, six. They're probably seven, eight inches long, maybe a little more. And they are burning amazing. Um, and the tobacco flavor of it is just like original Fausto. Maybe I would say these are just a tad sweeter than what I'm used to. But now again, I smoke um, probably the the 5455 Robusto, and, uh, but it's a chocolatey, uh, peppery, um, coffee-like. And this one is kind of like that as well. What are you mine saying, buddy? Burning. I was just saying, mine is still burning beautiful. Mate. Yeah, mine's fantastic. And here, let's check that myth. About exactly the same. How fucked up is that? That's amazing. That's crazy, right? And I think you know, myth and everything together. I think that's fun. But I think that you want to, you want to showcase and brag about the quality of a cigar roller. That's what you did right there. Okay, Can create. So say the name of it again. What? The these twisty. These terms. are the Fausto Sui Labras. Or Q-E Labra. C-U-L-E-B-R-A. C-U-E-L-E-B-R-A. C-U-L-E-B-R-A. Sorry. So it's a Sue Labra. Yeah, I probably had the wrong spot. Anyway, yeah, they're really good. Yeah, I like these a lot. So, let's kind of... And I mean, the price point, I think, is right on, man. I, I think, think the price... I... For a box? I think the price point's low, to be honest. I really do. Just think about this, right? That Lancero typically retails, if you can find it, around ten fifty to $11, okay? There's four of them. Technically, there's four of them. Right? You're either at forty or forty-four dollars. You're getting it at thirty-six dollars. Top professional, baby. <laughs> I just had probably an inch and a half to two, and I went ahead and dropped it in the old antler ashtray. We'll see how long his. Well, he's only got about an inch or something. Should talk about my inch like that, bro. All right, so we are going to move on. Um, we are going to pour, as I said, another 10-year. Oh, no, you stupid poker. Oh, oh another party foul. I dropped my stogie. drops the, uh, the We are going to have the, again, 10-year Whistle Pig Rye, straight rye whiskey. 
This is the 2018 Edge Wild, Edge Wild um, restaurant and winery. Man, he is like almost. Yeah, she licks the, it. I don't. I don't understand I'm it. If she's licked the, almost down to the cork on this thing. Yeah, probably. But I don't know what. Give her a smack. There give her a smack. Hey. Give her. Give her a smack. Hey, don't lick it on there. No, no. Yeah, you're Weird licking up. that shit crazy, man. Don't come over here to me. Don't lick that shit. Yeah. I'm wondering if she's been licking it down to the cork right. So this is cool because. Again, one of the last picks before uh, Dave Pickerel passed away. And one of the cool things, have you noticed the pig on here has a cigar in his hand? Oh. On the whistle pig? Uh, no, I do Has a cigar in his hand. So, man, sweetheart, I need you to get the hell out of the way. I love you and everything, but you're kind of you're tearing everything up. Okay, stop. Move. Oh, my God. Thank you. All right. Glad we worked that out. Go. All right. Now, this hasn't been opened in a... Uh, Hot minute, so go ahead. Gotcha. Go. Sweet Maria. Go. That was bonus me singing a little bit. Go. Alright, so this is kind of cool. Nice, fun whistle pig day. And trip down memory lane here with all these whiskeys. Um, now let's uh, let's try this, kind of see what we think compared to the total wine pick. I think I like that a little better. I think this one's more balanced. It's yeah. even. I think the, the the one I have is a little high. It kind of. I might have even considered putting a few drops of water in my. I can see. I can see that. Yeah. I can see that. I should have done that. Kind of like how we've done. We've talked this Stag Junior thing. I love the heat on Stag Junior. How hot it is, but it is pretty cool what water does do to that. The way it dissipates the alcohol a little bit. And, um, I feel like when they did the total wine pick, they were going for the heat. That's what enthused them about that barrel. Whereas this you gotta one. Figure that was three years ago. They're still. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this one is more balanced. It's more rolled out. It's kind of together. Watch out. Yeah. I don't know. I think I do like this one a little better. It's a little smoother. The difference is like what? Yours is 110? 1.12. 1.12. And... It looks, what's really crazy, it looks darker than mine. When I look at the colors, well, sideways, yeah, yours, it, it does seem a little dark. It's more amber to honey, for yeah. sure. Oh, but this is the bespoke blend. I don't know what that means. Oh, that's the 12 year. Sorry, I'm looking yeah, at the wrong one. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's better. I'm sorry, I think it's not better. They're both good, but I think I prefer the it's Edge got a Pick. It's a different taste profile to me, too. This has well, a little a sweeter uh, taste profile to it. And I wonder if, so Total Wine Liquor Store, right? That's what you're picking for, Edge Wild Restaurant. Were you picking a bourbon that goes with the food, with an appetizer after dinner? 
But I would always be curious to know how they did their barrel pick too, because you know how some barrel pick, they're like, okay, so we're gonna send you three right. to try, or did you really go down there and give like, I don't know, and, and uh, granted, they're not gonna give you like all day tasting, but maybe they gave you a six or seven over a three they're gonna send you. Right. And then time-wise, I mean, Barrel picks are huge now, so they're not going to let somebody come down there forever and do a, a, a barrel pick and do a bunch of taste profiles, but uh, this is a good one. I like this one. Yeah, it's good. Excuse me for a second. Alexa, volume six. Alexa, volume four. There we go. Sorry, I had to talk to my side piece for a minute. Boy, I'll tell you what. Speaking of Alexa, I was going to get some... San, my new system in my house is Santos. And I was going to get them outside, but man, I'm telling you, the pool gig, you don't want to get out. I've got one of these big... You got the monster one, dude. I got this monster Alexa. It looks like a, uh, you know Heineken does the mini kegs? It looks like, it looks like a mini a keg. Black furry mini keg. And it puts out plenty of sound. Did you call it furry? Did you say furry? I said a little furry. A little furry, okay. I like it. A little furry. And, uh, I'm mad at it. You know, you give it a big, hey, Alexa, off the pool, and it does it. You don't have to get out. Because once you got in the pool, that's all cool. You don't have want to get out every time you want to change something for sure. So, uh, yeah, we're good. Mm. Alexa, play the dirty heads. Man, this cigar is—it's fucking good. I, I don't know. Like sometimes it's just good to not get nerdy with things and and say all these words, guy. I, I think, um, and you know, we're not afraid to tell you where these are at. I literally do not know of another shop that has them other than Lit right now, but I know they're readily available there. So head over to Lit and grab it. Um, you'll see the picture, man. I mean, it's four cigars. Um, it's it's well, it, I, and we're both saying it's well worth it. And we, you know, <laughs> we've spent we have spent thirty dollars on a cigar one time. Um, it's uh, it's fantastic, man. And in the but shape, the cigar, you're look, looking at four. Well, that's the thing. You know what I mean? Like there's like extra. Easily try to smoke that, cut the ends and smoke them all tied, which I think would be a little weird. It'd be more of a gimmick than actual quality control. Not that you couldn't do it, but I think individually they hold up just as good as the uh, the straight line Lancero. I agree. They're fantastic. A little resonating spice on your tongue. There's some raisin in there. Kind of chocolate, little like bitter coffee aftertaste. It's fun, man. The cigar is fantastic. And again, Pepin, baby. I mean, just, you know, Pepin Garcia doing his dance and, and again, laying a cigar out that, <laughs> I mean, come on. You can't argue it. It's fantastic. Got some fun good news today. The uh, Los Calaveras 2021 ships in July. Nice. We're stoked about it. I don't know if it's going to be the skull I added to the arm, though. I don't know. And we do have a couple of those boxes for us, right? Quite a few. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
individually I have two and the podcast has two. So So let's jump off that and talk about uh, back on our Cyclops. Give you guys an update on our Cyclops. We're doing really well with it. We've ordered now somewhere around 800 or more. 750. 750. And, and to be uh, fair, by Friday we'll have ordered 900. We'll break a thousand cigars within two months. Which, hey, for a local town uh, and Craft Imperial with their first cigar, I think we're really kicking ass, man. Yeah. Uh, um, we're getting them in slowly to everybody in St. Louis and everybody, they've been very well received. Um, anyway, we're excited about it. And then, again, we're just waiting for our fall release. We're waiting to try some of our samples uh, on our new blends for a Nicaragua Puro. Something kind of, uh, not necessarily Halloween-y, but fall-ish or Halloween-ish kind of to put together for that to back up the Cyclops, which should be a hell of a lot of fun. Without a doubt, I think By that... September, we'll have those ready to rock and roll. You, you know, October. if not October dead latest, um, you know, here's the kind of fun in this, right? So we've had the blender put together blends, Nicaraguan Puros, different regions of Nicaragua. There's Esteli, Condega, Jalapa. I mean, all of that's involved in it. It's going to be, okay, so this blend's great, but man, what if it was in that size? And then we go, okay, so now we need to test this blend in this size, right? Or it just... You know, Maybe we hit the one and we both smoke it and we're like, we're there. What do you think your favorite size cigar is? My, I don't have to think. My favorite size, if I have to sit on one size, every cigar I want rolled in it is a true Bellicoso. So a 5.5 by 52 with a slightly tapered point. That's my favorite size of all time. And what cigar have I smoked that that would be that size? Uh, a few. So in the 2020 Las Calaveras sampler, the Torpedo, that was that size. Um, the Unholy Cocktails I've given you were that size, but an inch shorter. Um, oh, who's got, oh, um, the Le Bayou 1922 from my father. That size. That is the pinnacle size of cigar for me. The Edmundo number twos that we smoked, the Cubans, those. Um, and then if I have to be pretentious in particular, a Lancero is hands down my favorite. The issue with the Lancero is a lot of rollers, <coughs> they can't do it right. It's too hard to do right. The wrap, there's so much wrapper content, it's too hard to keep the wrapper in place. Yo, you'll roll a thousand cigars and 700 are good enough for a box. What about the Miami 15? What size is that? That's a perfecto. That's what I'm telling you, that is the bomb right there. Because it just seems like uh, time-wise to smoke it, flavor, uh, tobacco pack, it's got a small... The 2021 La Creme Bellicoso, same thing, yeah. same size. I don't know what I don't know what it is, and even with, and these are fun conversations. Like uh, we'll have Luciano in town soon. Uh, Lars will be in town soon. Um, soon, I mean this year. But when you talk to these guys, that they, you know, these are guys that have been in the industry so long that they've rolled cigars, they've been in factories, they've done all this. They'll tell you there's something about that size. 
right? There's also a reason, like the Petite Corona, that little four and a half by 40 cigar, every true Cuban cigar comes in that size. It's something about that size. It's the proper amount of tobacco, the rate of burn, the length of the cigar that creates something. But not only that, but the time, <clears throat> the time with that. I mean, like when I think about one of the most perfect cigars, like the Miami 15, it's like it starts out really good and then within five ten minutes i'm into the meat of this and i'm enjoying the shit out of it it's probably all true said and done 40 to 45 minutes smoke and it's utterly amazing and the flavor you get the bomb like other cigars that i smoke like there's a i'm not saying wasted but you've got a line of smoke it's an inch inch and a half on the front or back that's not really needed um i don't know it's a thought i agree i agree with you completely i really do so actually something i want to ask you that'd be kind of fun you were a 60 guy yeah you i mean you you were a 60 guy yeah i remember the first time i gave you a lancero you laughed at me away from that but when i do golf i'm i'm back on my 660s because we're out in the open in that but again like our Cyclops, the size of our Cyclops, which is uh, six and a half, fifty-four. Yeah, six, six and a half by fifty-four. Even that one is fantastic. Of course, the construction on that is amazing. But I mean, you know, I don't know, man. And even this one. I mean, we talked about Lanceros because I know you're a big Lancero guy. But when we smoked the Lancero Monsters, and then we smoked. The Cazadoros or Cazadoros, yeah. Yeah, I, I I thought that the little thicker size was a little bit better for me. Um, I think on that, and I want to I want to get back to your sixty stuff. I think the Cazadoros that this is just Tatawahe because a lot of people if sometimes when you get a Lancero it's like Cazador size they call it a Lancero right it's Cuban size versus like new world new world size versus old world sizes that's kind of what they call that a little more filler right so like a 44 ring gauge versus a 42 it's a little thicker you've got more room for the cap right so you have a little more room for error when you have that there. But I've said the same thing about the skinny monsters every time we've talked about them. Dude, if you fuck that cap up, I don't care how bad you want to smoke that cigar, you're throwing it away. You can you cannot pull through it. It's just not gonna happen. But then every single cast of doors we cut, and we cut them with Remember, some guys punched it, you had the perfecto cutter, somebody V cut it, I had my cutter, right? No one had a burn problem. I think that little more filler, just that extra leaf of filler, gives it enough girth that there's enough broadness in the shoulders for the cap, and you've got room to move. But I will say this too, on the back to the 660s, my uh, initial when I first met uh, Mark, the Viking, uh, I, I was so hung up on my uh, Asylum 660s. And I've had them. And that's a size. goddamn good cigar. And I still think that 660, every bit of that is, holds up. And I've said, I think that is one time. A few out of that that nobody talks much about. I still think that cigar is fantastic. It's an amazing cigar. And, and, we, and because of you, we've had it in the 54, 
Uh, I think we had it in the good, but equally as good, but it's not. Now, and, and again, that's a rare case in a 60 where that 660 is all long filler. That is all true one leaf tobacco. It's not a bunch of scrap packed together in a vacuum and you get this, this shit rolled stick, right? That's what you get with a lot of 60, 70, 80. No one's wasting a full leaf in that thing. It's too damn much tobacco. You know, if you had if you had a long if you had an 880 long filler cigar, the one that I can talk about is the Big Woody, the Woody from Leaf by Oscar, was a uh, I want to say it's a 14 by 80. It's an 80 ring gauge cigar, 14 inches long. Came in this big coffin, right? It was like a 40 dollar cigar. That makes sense, right? You're paying for that tobacco. An 880 Asylum is like nine dollars. Do, do you see the you see the the difference there? <laughs> You know, something's not right there. But that's in, in that cigar, I'll tell you, that's one of the rare times. There's not a better version of that cigar than that 60. I just, I don't think there is. And I don't know if it's because the ones I have are from you and they're fucking four years old now and they're just, they're hitting their prime point and everything's well, great. I'm ready to order us another box of those. But um, the other one that's on my mind is the, uh, it's by CAO. They're the box press, though. The flatheads. The flatheads. Uh, the one that says the 660 uh, camshaft. The 660 flathead. Man, you can hardly go wrong with that, too. I mean, I think that was Cigar of the Year, like two or three years ago. Um, I think it was at one point. But they're very rare to have a 660 that's packed just right and gives you the full flavor profile all the way through, for the most part, and burns really nice. There's a few others that I've had over the years. I've well, had the uh, 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 Oliva Maduro Special. Yeah. The Christmas, oh, or what was uh, the Christmas? The Oliva Maduro Special. That was fantastic as well. Yes. Thanks for bringing that up. Yeah. I forgot about that. So there's probably three or five, three to four or five of them that I would highly suggest if you're a 660 guy. Um, but one of the nice things that being with you, I've come down on my sizes on a lot of my stuff and really enjoyed the tobacco flavor even more on some of them. Um, and I can think of many, but anyway. Well, back to this, man. This I definitely like this your 10 year better than mine. My barrel pick was from Total Wine and yours is from Wildwood Park. Uh, Edgewild. Edgewild, yeah. Yeah, oh, it's a- uh... right. And I, I honestly... And that's the steakhouse out of Chesterfield we've been to, blah, blah, Yeah, my birth, we had my birthday there, yeah. Um, it's utterly fantastic. And I honestly... And they're both really good, right? But I would take the Total Wine pick at a different time. Like, if it were cold outside, yeah. It's just a little hot for me, right? How do we, how do we think the same? I say it's cold outside, you say one. Yeah, exactly. Whereas this pick, and guys, look, it's not a proof thing. It's not like there's a 30-point difference. It's 2.3 points on proof. That's well, one. It's a different barrel pick. Yeah. Well, it's not necessarily the uh, proof. It is the barrel pick, too. Because you could have the same proof, and this whistle pig could be, like, two or three ricks off the bottom and could be sweet as hell and be completely different. Um, it's all where they pick this one in the rig. I mean, right. the, the farther up, the hotter, medium, I agree. or right down on the ground rig, and it'll be different. So, 
So it doesn't have a lot to do with the proof. Now we are going to go to what is my probably. You know, people ask that question. Like, if you could have one whiskey, but if I had to have one rye, this rye. This is my rye. Ooh, okay. This is my rye. All right. I don't have this. Now again, I've this read is back. So many good things about. It. This is back to total wine. Okay, this is a total wine pick from 2019. This is a 20% Madeira finish, 60% French Sauternay finish, which is the finish on the new Blood Oath bottle, and then 20% port, okay? Uh, this is at, are you ready for this? 86 proof. Mm. All right. So this is going to be a smooth. This is going to be a, a tiny dancer, and baby. The, um, I'm imagining the proof point on this is going to be 100 to 110. Before it's range. before it's cut, right? No, I'm saying a uh, price point. Uh, yeah, this was no, this was uh, yeah, but hundred bucks, hundred, yeah, hundred bucks, yeah, yeah, hundred bucks, I mean, easily, yeah. It, and right, they're not gonna because because now. twelve year whistle pig is sixty one, fifty seven, something like that. So, you know, a double to a half point gain, you know. Um, I'm excited for you to try this. This is my this is my rye, man. Cheers. Now, who distributes this? Uh, Whistle Pig is handled by Major Brands. Now, let me get let me get some of this in. Mmm, 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 mmm. It's got that vintage dustiness to it. Sweetness comes on the back, and there's that thickness of port, man. It's like you can write that barrel off the way you taste it. Yeah, I can <clears throat> definitely taste all of those um, different finishes in there. So the hotness is all gone now. We're, we're just really different, really just layering. It's almost a different whiskey, right? What is that? The one that is the uh, Pack 7 How do you pronounce that? Finished barrel of port or Saudernes. S-A-U-T-E-R-N-E-S. Saudernes. Saudernes. It's a it's a type of French. Actually, let's look it up. Because we were talking about that, and I'm kind of curious. Where seven's finished. In yeah, there. I believe. I I, I believe. It, it it stuck out to me the other day. I found two more of those. Um, they're around two hundred of. Oh wow, I didn't know this about that bottle. Here, load. It's a masterful union of three well-bred bourbons, a 14-year extra-aged rye. Hang on, waiting on the old internet here. Yes, I'm legal drinking age. All right, let's see. A 14-year extra-aged rye bourbon an eight-year rye bourbon, and another eight-year rye bourbon. It's a rye. And Saudernay wine cast. It's the Bordeaux region of France. Right. So it's All a Bordeaux regions wine. regions have their own, you know, wine that the names come from those regions. Right, and the name, the only way to be that is to be from that region. You know, I will say one thing though. You know, we talk about pairings. Now we're we're on rye. This is all rye that we're doing, right? I don't think we've ever done an all rye kind of thing. Um, but this cigar, 
the spice on it, right? The spice is slung against all the rice here. Nothing has uh, differed off. It's been really good. They've contrasted a little differently, but they're all holding together really well. Wow. Well, I'm just saying, this cigar is fantastic. Now I have, I, I have straightened out. You still got a little oh, about an inch further, further. But, I mean, fantastic. I'm trying to decide. I mean, I was thinking this 12 would be my favorite, but I'm almost thinking that 10 that you had at 86 or whatever. I, I Well, the 12's at 86, that 10 is at 112. I, I think I may like your 10 a little better. I mean, I think that the flavors of all those finished barrels is a little confusing for me. Not like I'm a dumb shit, but what I'm just the flavor. It's like looking at a bed of flowers for me, and like if there's multiple colors, my eyes kind of confuse. I like, um, I like broader, like, like looking at it from landscaping, like um, fields of white and red, and complementary colors. I mean, I think there's a lot of flavors going on in the old world. I think I like yours. That the yours better your tenure at 110, but um, I don't know. A couple sips in. I want to ask you something because I've I've never been on the bourbon trail and you know that I was having this conversation with somebody the other day about the bourbon trail, and uh, I kind of likened it to oh what did I, oh what did I say um. It's like being in, uh, I, think, I think I referenced Key West, right? So when you're in Key West, you know, we're, we love Key West. Florida's awesome. The Keys, you, you're, you, you know Naples 10,000 times better than I do. We know Key West. We've been there. We've done that. And almost everybody. Everywhere. in Florida. When you go to Key West, you can go to Key West and you can sit on the beach. You can, you know, you can go to the cigar shop. You can go have a good dinner, have oysters, watch music. But then there's so many other elaborate venues you can walk into and do all that, right? And I said, like, the Bourbon Trail is the same way, right? Buffalo Trace is kind of the kingpin of, of the trail, right? They're like the original birthmark of it. You can go to Buffalo Trace, you know, you can, you can go to uh, old, um, uh, Heaven Hill, you can go. But now there's things like Peerless, right? That Jim Beam has rebuilt their whole thing. It's like an amusement park when you go to it now. You can go to all these places. When you're actually down there, because again, I'm just speaking from what I read, what I see, you know, things like that. I've never physically been there. Is that how that kind of feels to you? Well, uh, no. Here, here's my take on, on that. The bourbon trail is so laid out. Like, for example, I've done it like probably five, six times now. I normally like to start out at Heaven Hill. So that is, so you drive four hours to Louisville. So you drive through Louisville, then you've got to go farther south to Bardstown. And then Bardstown, basically, you know, 15, 20 minutes from about three or four of them. You know, so if you're at Heaven Hill, you go there. And 
you know, you're in their heritage center and there's a few things you can try there. And then if you leave there and you go across the street, you're at um, Willet. You go back into town, you can get uh, Barton's. Um, and I think that's about it. There's three there. You gotta drive out of town, you can get to Lux Row. But I mean, in general, there's maybe four four main guys in there. Man, you're like so unprofessional. I know, I'm an amateur. <laughs> anyway, um, and then if you want to go out to, which is now on there, Wilderness Trail, that's about another 45 minutes. You want to go to Lexington and see anything, and then you've got another hour of it from Bardstown to go back over to to Frank. Now, there is a bottling company for Four Roses there, blah, blah, blah. But then, I mean, they're so spread out. I mean, it, the travel it takes in a day, it's really hard. But then now down in Louisville, they've got Peerless. You've got Heaven Hill, Evan Williams, highly promoted downtown. So you've got one, there's Peerless, Evan Williams. You've got, um, oh, uh, I think Woodford's down there. And then you've got the other one, Angel Envy. Okay. There's probably five or six main stays down there. And then you've got plenty of bars to taste that are totally stocked and whatever and then like there's Haymarket and then you can jump over the river there's Cigar Match which I love they've got great bourbon selections over there but I mean what's the name of that shop Indiana right what's Indiana the name of Match it's a match yeah yeah across the river yeah but I mean it's so spread out compared to Ooh. like New Orleans or um, you know Key West, but Key West. What's so funny is there's not a lot of bourbon down there. No, no, I, I wasn't. I wasn't referencing the bourbon. I was yeah, referencing yeah. how there are there are Keystone places, right? Like you go there, it's there. You know, it's there. And then there's little things that just pop up everywhere, and they get they get you know fame, and they get notoriety, and these things all kind of happen, and you find all that, and it all comes together. Like uh, we were talking about doing it, and we're gonna do it. It's gonna end up being you know like we'll do it together, bring the girls, and everybody will go. We'll have a good weekend. You know, it'll be awesome. But but it's there are there dude there are websites you can go to now, and it's almost like booking a Disney vacation. Like you have. Uber drivers signed on you have different Airbnbs you're at you spend one night here you know you spend 10 hours during the day a night get up 10 hours during the day a night get up 10 hours during the day get up and then you leave the next morning you're gonna do a tour are you just gonna visit their gifts shop where you can do a tasting maybe pick up a bottle or two and then move on to the next one or whatever I mean me and Janine have gone down there and done like Heaven Hill Willet uh, Barton Lux row whatever and then we've gone up i mean you got to be on your giddy up i mean you got to get through it all and then end up in louisville back down there around five o'clock right and um and then you spend the night and then you can get all the louisville it's at least a two day i i i mean if you're gonna hit all the mainstays i mean it's almost three four days to spend down Right, because how many how many um, trails are or how many sorry distilleries are on the trail now? I don't know. All of them. Well, <laughs> you would figure Four Roses. Okay. Maker's Mark. Maker's Mark. Uh, Jim Bean. Um, Barton. Willet. Um, 
I, and I don't even need to name them, but I, I would, let's just say nine or ten. Maybe there's even a few more. But I mean, to get to all those places and spend an hour. So let's just say there's ten. That's ten hours. And that's two days and for travel hour, and everything, that's right? Easy yeah. two days, and then to explore Louisville. So I'm saying to really do it. You almost need four to five days to really enjoy the whole experience. It's crazy. Yeah. You know, if you go down to like Key West. I mean, it's all in one small little island within a mile or so, and you know, two days down there comfortably, you could walk into any of them. So it's a little bit different, and 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 again, you're sampling. It's not like you're sitting down at a bar having food. And, right, right. That's you know, true. It's yeah. A different scenario for nobody who's gone down there. You know. That is true. The cool thing about Louisville, though, is you spend your time traveling these places and if you're looking for a bottle or whatever you get them through the day you check into your hotel and then you can go to some of the local establishments down there who've got it all like the hay market and and then you can actually go sample and drink and eat and move about and then the match which we're cigar guys we pop over in an uber and we can have cigars and try some of his barrel picks he's got a great humidor over there he actually was one of the guys uh, instrumental in helping uh, the the, the uh, line Pappy line from Drew Estate. Their, their bourbon tips and whatever with Drew Estates, and so there's a big Drew Estate thing there. And uh, but anyway, no, it's fantastic. Well, so let me ask you this, and you know it's really interesting. So I know like uh, Ted Cigars at the Maker's Mark gift shop and the Buffalo Trace gift shop. You've got those whiskey dip cigars that you can buy i would be curious to kind of look up tobacco laws in louisville and frankfurt and those areas in bardstown right it's crazy to me that there aren't mean cigar bars in those towns i mean just just i mean the only thing on the shelf Right is well, allocated items. You know what I mean? Like it, it's crazy. To, it's bonkers to me that that doesn't exist. There's none in Louisville. Well, there's got to be a law. There's got to be a statute about smoking inside. That's the only right. thing I can think of. Right. Or Nashville. Or, or well, Nashville. You got CDM Costa Monte Cristo Nashville. You and, and you know, you got fucking crown heads in Nashville, dude. You got the Nashville Davidoff Lounge. You got CDM Nashville. Yeah, and that's just three big names. And then you've got Smoke Nashville, which is across uh, from uh, um, case, Bing, uh, Casa Monte Cristo. That's CDM. Davinoff. And then you've got a few other small ones. Dude, there's a bomb ass one under a you parking garage. Door, which has their. I mean, that's, that's like, the speakeasy thing you went to, wasn't it? There's only two of those in the country one there, and, and that's like no other place I've ever been, and one in Atlanta. Mm. But nothing like that in Louisville. So they must be hardcore on smoking in Louisville. They gotta be. It's the only thing I think of. One thing I want to get to Nashville is I want to get down to uh, uh, Uncle Nearest because I hear that's the only place you can buy the 100, the 1820. 1820, the 100 proof, the bottle. Is that bottle and bond or just 100 proof? That stuff is amazing. I, I, I'd almost considered going this Friday down there and try to do that. Well, that'd be cool. Well, I was over either the Ozarks or maybe go down there. It's a five-hour drive, though, and uh, but it's fabulous. Yeah, but five hours there, what, two and a half to the Ozarks? Mm. 
I mean, you've been to the Ozarks a bunch. Yeah. I've been in Asheville like two times last Yeah, year. I've been, oh yeah, it's true. I've been in Asheville once and we had a fantastic, we stayed at the West End down there. Uh, they had that, I'll never forget, we were on their rooftop bar that's got a pool up there in the whole night and I'm up there in flip-flop shorts. I got a, I got a hat on backwards right now. I wear my hats. And uh, <laughs> the server comes up, brings the whiskey over. We were drinking, uh, I think I was drinking Blantons that night because they had a extra extra fermented Blantons. Like they were barrel aging it again themselves, which was really kind of cool. Um, it was fun stuff to try. And he comes over and he's like, "Sir, you're gonna have to take your hat off. Our dress code changes at 7 p.m." Wow. And I was like, "I'm in I'm in flip flops, but I have to take my hat off." <laughs> so me and Janine went to Nashville. We went to the Standard, had a steak, one of the best. Is that the restaurant, the steakhouse that is two levels with the elevator under the hotel? You hit it no, on the, the side of the road. Standard is just up from the red phone booth, and uh, we went down to the Davinoff, and then we came back up, and uh, I couldn't get into the red door speakeasy because I had brand new white flip flops on. And let me tell you something: they made the outfit work, and I could not get. It. And I'm like, maybe my curly hair, but I mean, really? I mean, I <laughs> you gotta go get it. Down on curly head. You gotta go get a shave next door before you can come inside. I yeah, I don't know. I like I carry a backpack with <laughs> different shoes now or whatever, but I don't know. I get it, kinda. I get it uh, in some ways because I've always thought about opening a bar someday back like the olden days where everybody dressed up. And you could smoke cigars. You could have fantastic cocktails. And yeah, you had fantastic, great music, and everybody dressed up. Here's the problem. I I'm not wearing a suit. Well, I'm not. Well, that's your problem. You won't be able to get going there. <laughs> and not if I fucking own half of it, guy. <laughs> dressing up in a suit is sexy, man. Uh, maybe for you. Do I, do I, I got a I, neck and shoulder. Like, I, I got this thing going like on. Two years. I don't know. I don't know. I, I was going to wear a suit to your son's wedding. Well, I still on. It's like the fourth time. <laughs> They're gonna I have, have to get my jacket resized. She's gonna have to, she's gonna, they'll have kids by the time. Well, no, maybe not. What the hell? Yeah, it's, I don't know. God, we'll see. Keep that on check. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's it's kind of like Ybor City, man. You know, that little hidden area down in Tampa is super unique. But, you know, somebody was asking me the other day about what's a smoking destination that you enjoy? And I was like, you're not going to believe me when I say this. What do you mean? I was like, Caesars Palace in Las Vegas. They're like, why? I'm like, well, because in the casino, you've got Casa de Monte Cristo, right? In the casino. Right there, next to Butch Steakhouse. What the fuck else? It's like 116 right? outside. You better. It's amazing. But then, if you run into the forums and you go to the back of the forums, you have Casa Fuente, right? Where you walk in there, that's where I smoke Fuente Arturo Fuente cigars. You go in there and you've got every God of Fire you've ever heard of, every Opus you've ever wanted to smoke. Every, every weird thing you've ever seen in a picture somewhere or a podcast or a uh, uh, um, article or something. It's all there. And craft cocktail bar, right? None of the bottles are displayed on the bar. Everything's on a menu. And they'll cocktail anything. So check this out. I went to the Palms. My, when I lived in Utah, 
uh, in Heber. It's a little valley, and we lived on a bench on a ranch. My buddy uh, sold knees and elbows or something, and he goes, he's got a regular routine. He what? Goes. Artificial? Yeah. Good for him. So he would go like every other month, and uh, anyway, he goes, you got to come with me. And anyway, we go. He's got a routine. We're there. Boom. Before you know it, we're down in the wine bar. And we did two flights of wine. Remind two, me Remind me to come back to the wine bar. Two flights of wine in the pond. So that's a half a glass. Maybe we had three ha half a glasses of wine. I'm not quite sure. Maybe we had more. Three grand. Three freaking grand. Was a wine fifty years old? I don't. Holy know. It shit! Was shit, but I mean, three grand. No. We went up and we did. We sat in this thing and watched a Mardi Gras gig or whatever at the Palms, and we went out to the pool. We drank a lot of margaritas after that. But there's some crazy numbers uh, out there in Vegas. Oh yeah, yeah. Vegas can get can get stupid, like $1, man. Twelve hundred dollars for a bottle of Patron <sighs> at your pools. I, I got. I, I remember. Um, I'm not a strip club guy. I just uh, look. Naked women are beautiful. I'm I'm, I'm okay with that. I thoroughly. I think every man enjoys that. Just like every woman probably enjoys a good looking dude dancing on stage, right? That's hormones. That's life. It is what it is. I'm all about that. Have fun. I've got this method. Anytime I've been forced into a strip club, I bring $101 bills with me. And every time a girl walks by to talk to me, I'll give you a dollar to go away and come back in five minutes. All right. I'm just here to watch the whole nine. We were in Vegas in 17 for a uh, former family members. Uh, there was a wedding going on. Right. Uh, we were throwing the bachelor party. Okay. Uh, my cousin-in-law, my you know, Wayne's cousin, we, we get together, we get in there, we give our IDs, they scan them, we're good to go. We each dish out $700 for it, right? So it's $1,400. We sit down in this private booth, okay? We were required to spend $100 hey. that night. That just gave us the, uh, gave us the, uh, the, the room that we're sitting in. He's like... There's like yeah. all over the I don't know what she's doing. I don't know what the hell is it about? But um, uh, we're sitting there and they come out and they give us this list, right? We were allowed to pick two bottles. Now the best whiskey on this menu was Maker's Mark and the best vodka was Grey Goose. We got a bottle of Grey, Gro Grey Goose and a bottle of Maker's Mark. And then, now they did bring out this elaborate tray that had every fruit you could think of and every every type of sparkling water club soda tonic and probably 12 different sodas. $1,400 got you six bottles of soda, six bottles of some kind of sparkling shit, a Maker's Mark and a Grey Goose. That was insanity to me, just crazy, right? Uh, back to wine bars. Remember the last time we were at Table Rock together, right? We ate up at Top of the Rock, right? We watched the uh, bagpiper play the military hymns. The cannon shot off. That immaculate presentation. Sun going down over the lake. Fantastic. We have our meal. We're stoked. We get up from the table early, leave the girls there, go downstairs into that basement, whiskey, bar, wine, humidor, grab the cigars, get a pour. You can't smoke. Yeah. 
And how much were our bottles of wine? Probably a hundred something. Oh uh, yeah, they weren't. Yeah, they weren't. They weren't polite. I mean, that's reasonable. I mean. Oh right on. I guess. Oh right on. Cool. <laughs> sure, I buy fifty dollar bottles of wine. <laughs> Restaurant price, Whatever bro. <laughs> you buy them there, they're gonna almost double them, but. You're on a good roll, right? Well, resort yeah, resort right. costs, yeah. right? Yeah, you know, you know good. We're at one of the most sought after to be places in the country. That's true. I mean, that is on. true. And yeah. Now they've like tripled everything. Oh my god, they dude! It was actually funny. For eight nine years. It was actually funny when I was on the lake. Uh, what two weekends ago? We were sitting there. Um, some of uh, the extended, uh, I guess you call it extended family. That's what that is. I don't know. Got on the boat and I we started. They were talking about how they were trying to play at top of the rock. And I was telling them the stories I heard about prices and like, well, he didn't like mom, none of them ever remember, believe me. And, and Aaron's like, yeah, he said that too. They w literally had been on the phone earlier that morning and got even higher costs than what I had heard. Right, when we played Top of the Rock, that nine hole par three, it's a PGA course, it was like $250 a person to play it. It's now like 375, 400. Right. And the hotel okay so remember this we stayed in that awesome cab by the infinity pool it was like seven something a night right 900 a night yeah right right but we, sp we split it three ways it was yeah. awesome perfect deal all good right whatever that same setting down there now is like twenty two hundred dollars a night then the second time we went when we took my brother-in-law there for his birthday the whole family went uh, I want to say the larger cabin was something like 1200 1300 a night, right? But again, it was split, handled. That shit now is like five grand. And here's the other thing. I'm like, dude, I can still go to Vegas and get four nights fucking free and spend that money that we were going to spend to stay on a lake <laughs> and do all that noise. And guess what? In the winter, you would think it would go down, but it's even harder to get there in the winter. Because they do all this winter shit, and it's even crazier in the winter. I mean, this shit is like year-round. That is like, if nobody has ever experienced this, it's like the Disneyland of the Midwest. And I'm For not hunters, wranglers, and water people. Right. It, it. And they've got bowling... Go yeah, but dude, we talked about that, right? Because like it's a goddamn everywhere like, amusement park. Everywhere you go, there's a a fireplace. When I say fireplace, we have fireplaces. Okay, we have fireplaces in our houses. These are immaculate. And five they bring fresh gingerbread cookies every night. That's true too, and they but restock I don't know if that's your wood. Worth an extra hundred or two hundred a night. I don't know. No, I mean the extra wood. The if it's cold outside, the gingerbread coffee and extra wood, hundred dollars a night. I'm I'm on board with that. When it's July, <laughs> obviously I don't need the wood, and the gingerbread cookies don't go good with my eggs and sausage. Bring me some ice. Right, ice and uh, you know a high noon or some shit. So, how long are we? Uh, how are we doing our little crazy? Good. We got about twenty-five more minutes before we do our after hours, man. What uh, what would you like to get into next? Do you want to revisit or do you want to touch on the anniversary? Anniversary what? Your anniversary gift. Oh, it's up to you. Or we can retouch. Because now we've gone two different barrel picks on ten. And been back to Total Wines Barrel Pick on 12. Well, okay. Well, I think we should, uh, why don't we take a break. Okay. And we'll discuss, I have to go to the- uh, Girls room? room? Oh, whatever. okay. Yeah.
and then we will be right back from the bourbon cowboy and the viking catch you in a minute all right guys what's up we're back there's actually something really cool the cowboy said that i kind of he did some uh cigar math and we were sitting here talking and he he kind of broke this down so we're literally i'm only holding this in my hand so i can say that we had it this long he just set his down mine is at the same length it held up that whole myth it held up to about a quarter inch to a half inch maybe i mean through and through um he put the math together so you got an hour and 20 plus minutes on one of the third on the culebra right so that's an hour and 20 minutes times three right so what is that three that's four hours well, almost four and a half hours just on the twisted route that is not so if if, if we twisted throw root that is such a cigar name if we if we throw in the straight line lancero you're looking at another hour and a half so you're looking at almost five hours five and a half hours of smoke for 34 dollars that's fucking amazing anyway i we were just breaking it down because we've smoked a lot of cigars that burn well and whatever and I'm not getting into the fancy name, but that Twisted Root lasted an hour and a half. Phenomenal. And then to figure you got three of those and then the straight line Lancero. Um, I mean, that's almost five and a half hours of smoking for $34. That's a fucking steal, in my opinion. And um, so, wow. I mean, that is a value-packed son of a bitch-o. Whoa. Holy Tsamiko. So, what we're going to do now is we're actually going to revisit. And it's actually kind of cool. These things happen, you know, without doing the friend dick suck thing. Like, when you're friends with somebody a long time and you and you and that, that whole... What did I say to that kid the other day at your house? Going, Are you friends or family? I said that weird thing in between. Um you there are things that come up and come around and you come back to and two years ago on uh the cowboy and his wife's anniversary um i wanted to get him something for his anniversary i got it i got jay and i in a, a cool bottle of wine it wasn't anything berserk or crazy or this or that but the finish on it, the kind of style of it was unique. It was fun. Um, but I have remembered the cowboy telling me about Peerless Distillery or, or John Peer. I don't know the name of the distillery, whatever it is. And he it's had had one. Distillery. He had had like a, was it the orange finished one? Well, or go there ahead. was yeah. one. I'm not a big Peerless guy. And then all of a sudden I'm at a bourbon party. Paul Cass's place, and they had this, um, it was um, orange truffle. And I was like, holy shit. Whatever they finished in, it just brought it all to a really mellow, beautiful finish. It was amazing. And then me and Janine went down to Louisville, and I had it. They had just opened the bottle, and that was the last one they had. And they would not sell it to me. And it was fantastic. And then, so not too long after that, it was our anniversary and you showed up at my house and you brought uh, one of the Peerless single straight rise and it's a single barrel. And I was like, oh God, I might not like this. And I actually had it. Now, 
Um, in saying that, we hadn't opened it yet, but I think the Peerless bottle is one of the most unique uh, bottle and cork bottles that ever been put out for bourbon. And uh, it's absolutely fantastic. So I'm assuming because we have it, I brought it. And then he just walked out with this freaking bomb. <laughs> uh, so what we're getting ready to smoke, this is the... <laughs> 1999 Cohiba Almost Churchill True Cuban Honor Signed Release by Castro. Um, I got this box in 2012. So these cigars in their rolling right are almost 20 years old, a little over 20 years old. Um, I'm so pumped, aren't you? Buddy? And let's see uh, what this uh, what this nonsense does, shall we? All I'm saying is I'm ready to light this little bitch up. Well, let's boom, boom, do it. Holy um, shit! One I, thing, I will tell you guys this story before. Early on in my cigar, uh, me and some doctors and some medical cell guys, because I used to work in medical cell. We all went down to New Orleans and we got a box of Robusto Cohibas. I want to say back in 94, 95, which I've heard was one of the best years for the Cohiba, uh, the Cohiba Robusto. And I'm not really sure at that point if it was a Maduro or what it actually was. But at that point, I probably didn't know. But we smoked in um, the oldest bar in, in in the United States, which is the um, oh I can't think of the name of the damn thing, but it was pouring down freaking rain, and we're doing Bloody Marys with these pick pickled beans and celery. It was delicious, and um, these Cohibas were freaking amazing. Yeah, go figure to start your cigar career out with one of the most best cigars ever. Yeah, and it's actually kind of funny. We have actually talked about that because we've had Cubans since then, right? And it does not do what that original one did for you. I kind of hope this gets close because finding this size now is, you're talking S.A. Habano only. So Western Caribbean or Cuba. Well, there's a difference when you start your career out and you smoke like let's just say this is a robusto cuba it's probably a light maduro and um, you don't really know a lot about cigars it's so smooth um but i remember it smoking to a pinch which they are like that and um and then now over the years you start smoking hundreds of varieties of cigars to then go back to a Cuban Puro, you're like, wow, what's this? It's so light, it's right. so pure, it's so amazing. The construction of it and smell is so beautiful. And this is a pure Cuban, it's amazing. What is the size on this one? So this is what you would call an almost Churchill. This is a 48 by seven I believe or seven and a half that's what I was figuring seven, so eight. Cubans like in Cuban cigar history they don't have a church hill 
they have a Parejo Maximum, right? Which is the longest length of cigar rolled. So you kind of fall into this weird new world naming and ideology on a cigar, and that's what you get here. It just weighs that ash grows, how white the ash is on it. Just pure, just fucking fantastic. And the white ash has everything to do with the nutrients mm -hmm. and the planting fields of wherever they planted this in Cuba. Yep, all soil content, the whole nine. Perfectly fantastic. Well, I need to finish my... Uh yeah, and what's actually really cool about this Peerless, this is a, a three years in wood registered straight rye whiskey at 108.2 proof. Um, and this is actually, again, another total wine pick. I we, we went in somewhere, I just wanted to find something cool for the cowboy, and Peerless had popped into my mind when I saw the bottle. I didn't really remember if he liked it or not. And I remember giving it to him when he opened it. I was like, yeah, I don't know if you like that or not. And we poured it, and uh, then it was good. And we're 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 two what two years later. Yeah. On this now, so we'll we'll see how this thing kind of plays out. It'll be a little fun. Right, so we got to get some pics of this. Yeah. I'm gonna. I got the bottle. I'm gonna shoot a pick up on this with the Cohiba. So we had one of our Patreon guys send us this video. I want you to watch this. Uh, it was requested to be on. Um, on on the uh, Patreon. So we'll put this on the episode. I just got to find something that's going to burn like this. A guy at his local shop lit a cigar this way. never seen anything like that. I haven't either. So now I'm looking at like, what whiskey gets hot enough you can set it on fire? Is that a whiskey or a cigar? It's a cigar, but he lights the whiskey in the glass on fire. And then lights the cigar. I've not heard of anybody to put a cigar in whiskey and light it and, and have anything good about that. I've not heard anything good about that. Like. For example, bourbon tips have to be done very precisely. Here. I think bourbon tips are actually like, for example, hitting the red button, holding on me. The ones that are done for um, let me know you're right. Happy Van Winkle. All right, here you go. Let's see this. Nothing. Oh shit! I need to, give me your water. Hold on. I'm trying to be a good videoographer. Ooh, all right. There's a way. To, is it lit? I think you got too much bourbon in there for one thing, but I think you should go with less bourbon. Hmm. All right, anyway, I don't know how he did it, but what the bourbon try? tips I think are done in New Orleans. Ooh, glass is hot. All right, well, we'll figure it out. We'll make it work. 
probably gotta be a vodka or something. Who knows? I don't know. But uh, that is really weird. What? Um. Well, first of all, I've always heard that you never want to dip your end into bourbon. Never. You never want to. Ever. So he's doing that and lighting it. Well, he doesn't dip the cigar. He pours the 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 whatever the spirit is into the glass and then lights it and uses the flame from the glass to light the cigar. It's got to be a oh. cognac. It's oh. got to be a high proof. I mean, I don't know what's that. I mean, maybe a Booker's would do it. One twenty-five. Well, saying, I think it's. My guess Ow, is, shit. is it something light like this? Um. Well, he's got a good amount in there. I don't know. I don't know how he did that. I don't know. That's interesting. We'll have to work that out at some later point. We'll figure it out. But, all right, well, let's get a pour of this Peerless on here, and we'll do about, I don't know, a few more minutes and get our little after hours going. Now my glass is all hot. <laughs> and by the way, this, this bottle cap of this is amazing. Uh, a Peerless. I've always said that. bottle's fabulous and the bottle is cooler than hell by the way if we've never mentioned this which i'm sure we have is we've got a great friend of ours called uh, paul cass and he does um uh bottle cassimaticus cassimaticus he's got all of his candles in whom i have never met on a personal level strictly business well we'll have him on someday but he has candles um throughout all of the um Total, Total Wines, He's yeah. probably got a shelf or two. He does all the, the candles for Lit Cigar Lounge. Made into candles. Yeah. And he has them at Lit. Yeah. Lit, Lit Cigar them. Lounge is a huge uh, bottle donator. Now, let me uh, talk about this one that you gave me because it was really good. It is. It's a Total Wine barrel pick. Um, the barrel name on this is... Coops Rays Coop Gloria. Three year, three months. Um, rye, corn, and barley back in 16. It's a non filtered uh, sweet mash barrel proof, blah, 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 blah. Back in 19. And uh, 108 proof. So let's throw these down the jugular a little. Cheers, buddy. Cheers, brother. Let's check it out. It reminds me the first time I tasted it. Beautiful, man. It's just that 108 is smooth. There's just the right amount of barley and rye and corn. Yeah, yeah. I like it. There's a cool heat and on the retro. like Peerless, and this one is really good. That's amazing. So I think I did with Peerless what I did to you and Scotch. Like, the only Scotches you drink are, unfortunately, cost $150 or more, right? The only peerless I want. That are really good, and they finish them um, to not mask, but maybe, um, you know, help with that peaty flavor. Um, they just help that peaty flavor along so guys who are not 
super peaty can enjoy scotch and, and the ones that I have in my collection, I love them. I don't drink them enough, to, let's say that. And I should have more on my podcast, or our podcast. God, that's really good. That's really good. Isn't it? It is. And with such a mild cigar, like, because this, this is mild it's cigar, a right? Pairing. It, it does because, like, the the spice on that, Ryan, the peerless, isn't like a palate thing. It's kind of a resonating one. It sits in your nose, kind of rounds the roof of your mouth. And then you get, this is like ice cream to jalapeno. That kind of ratio is what I mean. You bring this creamy mildness in that just kind of opens it. It's fantastic. I enjoy it a lot. I do. All right, guys. Well, we have our pour of the Peerless. We have got these 99 Cohibas fired up. Um, this is where you need to be a patron member because now we're going to talk about this, shoot the shit a little bit, and hang out, do our little Patreon thing. All right? So from the Viking, mahalo, guys. Thank you so much. I'll let the Bourbon Cowboy. Cowboy, man. Listen, as always, as I say, thanks for uh, checking us out. And... Uh, you know, check out the Cyclops if you guys haven't. Um, I will say it's at Lit. It's a. It's soon to be Grand Cru. It's at Montre's. Um, AP Cigar. AP Cigar over in Bethalto. Um, at at um, the golf course out at Legends. And I mean, soon to be just about pretty much citywide. We're working on it. We've only been doing this about five weeks, but everybody loves the shit out of them. But if you can't find a Cyclops, uh, call us, and we'll get it to you for sure. Oh, fantastic. Yes, without a doubt, man. Yeah. So this is Bourbon Cowboy, as always, saying giddy up, and we'll close this episode with the Viking, and there you go. Shoots, guys. Thanks. We'll see you.